comic books, and heroes too. But I had something else to do. It's Rhyme and Reason 559. Hey there, Tony here. And yeah, you heard that right. I'm talking about comic books today. Yeah, what does that got to do with Rhyme and Reason? Well, you know, in a way, everything does. But uh, today, it's comic books. Because I'm sure a lot of you can relate. I can think about how comic books were a really big deal to a lot of other guys I knew when I was a kid. And I remember going to a, a couple of my friends' houses and being amazed at how many boxes of comic books they had. Every once in a great while, I'd get one, or I'd spend some time reading theirs. That would that happened more often than me buying them. But um, I didn't spend a lot of time on it, and I didn't spend uh, I, I didn't spend time on it very often because. Something else sparked my passion much more, maybe even infinitely more, maybe. Now, I know uh, how comic books were, you know, I can see how they could be so popular and get ingrained in guys' heads, um, you know, but they were no match for my obsession. You know how it is when you when you latch on to something you really love and how you can't seem to get enough of it? And how you look for any excuse and any opportunity to connect with it? Well, I'm no different. I just read a dictionary definition for the word obsession, and it kind of describes all that and me. It said, an idea or thought that continually preoccupies or intrudes on a person's mind. Wow. Think about you're thinking about something, it keeps intruding on your mind. You're trying to do something else, and it intrudes on your mind. You can't keep from thinking about it. And it gave an example, the dictionary gave an example of how that word can be used. He was in the grip of an obsession he was powerless to resist. Man, it, you know, to connect that, it sounds like a line that should go in a comic book. Okay, so maybe obsession isn't quite the word, really, because I definitely wasn't powerless to resist, but I sure didn't want to, because the object of my obsession gave me a, a certain kind of pleasure like nothing else in my life. Nothing else. I can see how the other guys could get caught up with those, you know, ongoing stories in their comic books. And I remember being impressed with a, a couple of the characters myself, especially um, Spider-Man and Silver Surfer. I, I liked those two, and I even bought some of those. And they were, they were mostly well-written, and the art was really impressive, especially those bold colors. So, you know, there's, there's a lot for eager young eyes to consume, and I get it, you know, how it's an ongoing story of, you know, good versus evil or good versus bad anyway. But all of those things were just flickering candles. What interested me represented something more like the sun compared to that. And I took multiple classes to help me master my new love. But that wasn't enough. No, I must have more. More, I tell you. I found mentors who'd help me go even further by working with me after school. And even after that, I'd find private places where no one could interrupt me as I worked on it all alone in my laboratory. (laughs) And then when I got old enough to drive... I'd use driving time 
for even more attention to my obsession. Or I'd find some secluded place to park. Mm-hmm. I was obsessed with it. And I wanted to get really good at it, too. And I did. Good enough, as a matter of fact, to make a living with those skills I developed. What? You built a Frankenstein and you were able to... No, no, no. I know it's October, but we're not going to the Halloween thing right now. If you know me, you know I'm talking, of course, about music. It's in general, and specifically, singing. And while those other guys spent hours devouring the Marvel and DC stories, I spent those same hours practicing my vocal scales. And, you know, like thirds and fifths and how to reach the highest and lowest notes possible. I wanted to expand my range as far as I possibly could in the vocals. And I also learned and, and uh, accomplished the ways to maintain my voice for the long haul. I mean, endurance, vocal stamina. And it worked out well, too, because I used to get bookings where I sang nine hours a day, and I am not exaggerating. I used to sing nine hours a day, and I could have easily, and I don't say this as just a brag, it's a fact, I could easily sing 12 hours a day, easily. I could probably sing 18 hours a day, easily. I w- my body would probably tire out before my voice would. And that is, you know, it sounds bragging, but it's the truth because of the way I trained. And the only reason I'm bringing it up today is because I'm still dealing with these pesky, darn, lung issues. Matter of fact, if you listen to recent episodes closely and you hear me take a breath in a lot of places, you might hear the crackle. I don't recommend going back and doing that. Um, And it's why sometimes I batch these episodes, uh, recording them all together, when I'm having a good day where my breath is um, good and strong and I can do this without sounding like I'm taking a breath after every three words. And that I have days like that too. And I got to tell you, I miss being able to sing every day. And I used to sing every day. There was, there was no excuse good enough to keep me from singing at least a little bit every day. But I'm also still working real hard um, every day to clear up my lungs. And that includes... Um, some recent appointments and upcoming appointments with a pulmonologist. I'll find out more about what he suggests in the next few weeks. And, you know, if you're interested, I'll keep you posted. If not, tell me and I'll shut up about it. But anyway, to those of you who have been sending those warm wishes and and praying for me, as a matter of fact, my lovely Elgeline told me that she's on a phone call with a, a good friend of hers up in Denver and that good friend had another friend that is friends. They're all three real good friends. The other friend is up here visiting from Louisiana. And that friend said, when we get back from our walk, we'll get back on the phone with you, Elgeline, and the three of us, let's lift Tony up in prayer. And she told me that, and it was like, oh, now that does a body good. That does a heart good. That was so nice to hear. So if you're tuned into this, you ladies who who did that, and I know sometimes you do tune into this. Thank you so much. I I truly appreciate that because prayer is firing the winning shot, I heard someone say one time. 
It means more to me than you know, and, and I hope to be singing for you again before long. Uh, the, the songs that I have coming up, I, I have good, uh, good songs coming up. I just don't want to record vocals yet because the vocals aren't there yet, and I do believe that I'll get there. I believe I'll get there, and I hope I will. So having a good day today uh, gives me that encouragement that more are coming. I had to stop kind of in between some of these episodes because there was a bout with the the lungs closing up and the coughing, and you don't want to hear all that. So thanks again. I'll just tune out now and remind you that it's brought to you by TonyFunderberg.com, where you can go get that T-shirt that says, Life has rhyme and reason because God made you. There's a rhyme.